everyone to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I am your host, Zach Guggenheim, and we are here for week 12, the week 12 picks. And we're going to just go ahead and get started. Before we do, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, uh, submit your feedback, give me your score predictions. Would love to, to get your thoughts. And please share. Please share this podcast with your friends, share it on social media. But we're going to dive right in. Uh, I'll just give a, a caveat here. I did not get a chance to really write things down. That's not my my style. And so a lot of this is just I am looking at different games and going to give you some thoughts and, a, and, and I'm going to give you my score predictions on the fly. Just didn't have a lot of time to prep this week, but I have a pretty good handle, I think, on a number of these games. So we're going to we're going to start actually outside of the Big Ten. We're going to look at number 10 Wake Forest at Clemson, unranked Clemson, but they are seven and three. They've built some momentum. Clemson's a four and a half point favorite. This is a 12 p.m. kick on ESPN. And it's interesting because Clemson uh, has been making a bit of a run. They, they've won, I think, four straight games, uh, either three straight or four straight since their loss to Pitt. But their offense continues to struggle. You know, they, they played UConn last week. It was a 44 to seven game. And you might think, oh, like their offense must have really started to get on track. DJ Uyunglele really struggled. He was 21 of 44, threw for 241 yards. I believe he had he either had one or two interceptions. I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, but that's against a terrible defense. I mean, it's a horrific defense. He couldn't even get 50% uh, completion percentage. Their running game was atrocious. And while Wake Forest defense isn't very good, I think Wake Forest offense with Sam Hartman at the controls of that passing attack is is going to do some damage i've got wake forest in a close one 28 to 20 maybe not as close as some might think but i think wake forest 28 to 20 i think clemson's defense will get some stops but i just don't think clemson's offense can score enough points uh to keep up with wake forest ultimately so i got wake forest with the win in death valley also outside the big 10 iowa state at Oklahoma, number 13, Oklahoma. It's a also 12 p.m. kick. Uh, no word on where it's being broadcast yet. Oh, wait, no, it's it's the big noon kickoff game on Fox. Excuse me for that. So Joel Klatt, Gus Johnson on the call. Uh, Oklahoma is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I see a lot of the same problems with Oklahoma against Iowa State that they had against Baylor. You know, Baylor, Baylor might be a little bit more athletic, but Iowa State has a has a good quarterback in Brock Purdy. He's mobile. So I think the quarterback run is there to, to really sting that Oklahoma defense. I think Iowa State's defense is good enough to limit Oklahoma's offense, which has struggled. Again, both quarterbacks struggled last week, uh, Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler. And, you know, Baylor ran up almost 300 rushing yards last week against that Sooner defense. Now you got to face Brees Hall, who's one of the best running backs in the country, You've got a good receiver and a good tight end and Xavier Hutchinson and Charlie Kolar. I think Iowa State gets a, another win over the Sooners. I've got Iowa State 27, Oklahoma 17. I just think Oklahoma, they were exposed last week, and I, I think they lose again this week, even though they're at home. Uh, we're going to stay. We're going to stay at the 12 o'clock games, but now we're back in the Big Ten. Purdue at Northwestern. This is a 12 p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. Purdue's an 11-point favorite. 
this is this just feels like a game that Purdue is going to blow. <laughs> like Purdue has had two really big wins. They've been competitive against Northwest or uh, Notre Dame and against uh, well, they they beat Iowa, they beat Michigan State, but ne- they got blown out by Ohio State last week. And even though that game was probably a little bit close, I don't want to say it was closer, but it wasn't as, it wasn't like the score laid out. And I'll leave it there. I'll talk about that more when we get to the Ohio State, Michigan State game. But it just feels like, and Purdue fans probably know where I'm going with this. Purdue often gives you a lot of hope and then they do something stupid. And that's what it kind of feels like. Um, so again, 12 p.m. kickoff, Big Ten Network. Northwestern has been pretty bad. And I just don't think their passing game is good enough to capitalize on any self-inflicted wounds that Purdue might have. So I'm going to go against my gut feeling. I think Aiden O'Connell has been great. I think, I think Purdue's defense is better than it showed against Ohio State last week. And I, I just think David Bell and that that those receivers are too much for a Northwestern defense, which quite honestly has been hapless. Uh, so I've got Purdue winning. Uh, I'm going to say 31 to 17. Uh, Purdue covers in that game. But again, I, there's that sinking feeling in my stomach that Purdue's going to blow this game. I'm ignoring it, but I'm just saying this feels like a game Purdue could blow. Uh, Also at 12 p.m., Rutgers at Penn State, Big Ten Network, 12 p.m. Penn State is a 17-point favorite. I there's a there's a part of me that wonders if Rutgers keeps this close because Penn State has struggled to run the ball. Ultimately, I think Penn State is too explosive for this to be a close game. Uh, and I don't think Rutgers has enough offense. I think Penn State's defense is again, it's legit. We saw it against Michigan last week that they're they're able to control the passing game able to kind of control the running game i know haskins ran for a lot of yards but he, he had to run on a lot of carries to do it but i just i don't think rutgers has the offensive ability to to really challenge penn state in this game i've got penn state 35 rutgers 14 i just don't think rutgers can keep pace because of that offense we're going to go down to two, a two o'clock game in the Big Ten, Illinois at number 17, Iowa. It's uh, on FS1. Iowa's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Brett Bielema is out for this game because of COVID-19. So uh, there, there's another coach that's going to be coaching from the sideline. Uh, Brett Bielema can't, cannot coach, uh, obviously, because of the illness. I, I think that really impacts Illinois' chances in this game. You know, Illinois has come out with some very odd – fronts, odd uh, personnel groupings. We saw it against Penn State. We saw it again against Minnesota. And it's it's sprung upsets. You know, they came out with, I think, eight offensive linemen against Penn State, and Penn State didn't know how to adjust. I don't think they're going to have that ability if Bielema's not there. So, you know, they can come up with the game plan and, and all that stuff, but I just think that actually really impacts them in this game. You know, Iowa's starting to, to look a little better. Uh, I, I thought you know, I thought it was a big win for them to, to beat Minnesota last week. You know, it, they've gone with that new quarterback and Alex Padilla, who seems to be making better decisions. So I, I like Iowa in this game. I think they, they cover. Um, so I think I've got Iowa 28, 
Illinois 10. That's I just think their defense is starting to solidify again. And I, I like, I just don't think Illinois is going to be able to do much against that Iowa, that Iowa front, especially without the wrinkles that Brett Bielema can bring to the, to the table. A um, couple of games. Well, actually, before we go to the non-conference games, uh, number six, Michigan at Maryland, 3.30 PM kick on the big 10 network. Michigan's a 15 point favorite. You know, I, Maryland, Maryland has low key improved a bit. You know, I watched them a little bit against Michigan state last week and I was impressed by how they kept pace with, with Michigan state, you know, self-inflicted wounds, which is, I feel like the story of the Terps right now. Uh, but they were close to having that being a, a tie ball game or going into the game, into the fourth quarter with a lead. Um, they, they had a couple of big issues in the in the red zone last week but maryland i think is figuring some things out i'm curious to see how the the back end of michigan's defense holds up against the passing game with talia tenga Vailoa. The, the issue though i have is that that pass rush pass rush with aiden hutchinson and ajobo it's it's deadly and maryland's offensive line was really struggling against pressure last week and Michigan is a whole nother level of pass rush you've got they, they've got great guys on defense at every level Dax Hill uh John Ross so I I think Michigan controls the game I don't think Maryland can score a ton of points but again I don't think Michigan is going to necessarily outscore them a ton because they don't have much of a downfield passing game so I I like Mar I like Michigan to win this game. I think it'll be 34 to 20. I actually don't think Michigan covers. So that's, uh, that's where I think where I land on that game. Also at three 30, Nebraska at number 15, Wisconsin, it's on ABC, Wisconsin's a nine and a half point favorite. You know, you look at Wisconsin and what they've done the past few weeks, and they've looked really good on defense. You know, they limited Purdue, they limited, uh, they really limited Army's offense, which is a decent offense. They, they limited Iowa. Uh, but if you look at all those teams outside of Purdue, like they haven't really faced a good offense. And even Purdue, I would argue that Purdue struggles because they're, they're one-dimensional. They're, they're a one-dimensional passing attack. And so I'm, I'm a little concerned because Nebraska, you know, Nebraska's three and seven. And you can say what you want about that, but Nebraska has been playing teams close. You know, they were close against Michigan state against Michigan, against Oklahoma, against Ohio state. And I don't think that's, you know, I, I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. And so it, Nebraska has a good defense. So I think Wisconsin's going to be challenged more than they have been over the past few weeks. Curious to see what happens. I, I've got Wisconsin in this game. I was tempted to pick Nebraska, but I think Wisconsin wins by a field goal. I've got it 23 to 20, uh, Wisconsin over Nebraska. And I, I think ultimately Nebraska's special teams woes are going to come back to bite them because I think Nebraska is going to outgain Wisconsin. I think they're going to have more big plays than Wisconsin, but I think the kicking game is going to get is going to get them again. So 330 kick. 
on the Big Ten Network, we have Minnesota at Indiana. Minnesota's a seven and a half point favorite. Indiana is just in the dumps, man. Indiana got just destroyed by Rutgers and Rutgers didn't even do much offensively. A lot of it was self-inflicted wounds. I have no faith in their, in their quarterbacking. Uh, you know, Jack Tuttle was in and he threw two picks. So I just, I think Indiana's just collapsed. And so I, I've got Minnesota. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous to pick this because every time I think Minnesota is going to blow somebody out, they lose. So I've got Minnesota winning by 17. I've got it 27 to 10. PJ Fleck, please row the boat. Don't mess this up for me, man. But I, I don't think Indiana has the ability to, to stay with, uh, with them. So, so th- those are the 330 games uh, in the Big Ten. Let me get to a couple other 330 games, and then I'll get to the big one in the Big Ten. Arkansas at Alabama. That's number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama. It's the 330 game on CBS. Brad Nessler, Gary Danielson on the call. Uh, Alabama's a 21-point favorite. I think a lot of people are like saying, well, maybe Alabama's not going to do so well. Arkansas is starting to heat up again. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Alabama by a bajillion. This Arkansas has a has a suspect defense. Uh, they struggle against the run. They struggle against the pass. And while I think Arkansas might get some chunk plays uh, with uh, Trayvon Burks, uh, Traylon Burks uh, at receiver, he's a great receiver. I think KJ Jefferson is going to be really, really good at quarterback. I just don't think Arkansas's offense is going to be able to keep pace. This this feels like the Alabama Miami game at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 45, 14. Uh, I, I just don't think Arkansas is going to be able to keep pace. I, I think they're going to, they're going to get crushed in this game. The, the other game at three 30. And I, I, I hate that I'm picking this game and I hate my prediction because I think it, it's, it's going to spell the end of the Bearcats, but SMU is taking on number five, Cincinnati. It's a 3.30 kick on ESPN. Cincinnati's an 11.5-point favorite. This is a, a bad matchup for Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense has struggled against average offenses this uh, over the past few, few weeks. You know, they, I think they gave up a, a bunch of points to, to Tulsa, to Navy. Their offense has struggled to, to keep pace. And while I, I think Desmond Ritter and Jerome Ford and and they, I think it's Pierce, their, their receiver, um, they're really good. And I want them to make the playoff. I want them to make the playoff. SMU's offense is a bad matchup. Tanner Mordecai, he, he's averaging nearly 66% on his pass completion rate. He's averaging over eight yards in attempt, 3,264 yards, 37 touchdowns. SMU's offense is really, really good. It's explosive. And I think SMU gets Cincinnati in a close one. I've got SMU 35, Cincinnati 31. I hope I'm wrong. This is like the one pick. I really hope I'm wrong. Uh, one other game. I'm not going to pick the score because I just, I just don't feel confident in it. But number three, Oregon, number 23, at number 23, Utah. It's at 730 on ABC. 
I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about this game. I think it's a trendy upset pick. I, I, I think Utah can win. There's just something about Oregon right now where I don't think they're winning convincingly, but I think they're better than people realize. And I think a lot of people have written them off, but I think just I, Anthony Brown, you know, aside from nearly collapsing at UCLA, I think he's playing well. Travis Dye has really stepped up in the absence of CJ Verdell. So I won't be surprised if Oregon wins and I actually won't be surprised if Oregon wins going away. So obviously there could be an upset there, but I, I just don't know. I don't know enough about that game. So not going to pick it. I'm going to end with the big one of the week. And honestly, if Ohio state wins this game, they've got the game of the week, the next two weeks. Um, so obviously this week it's number seven, Michigan state at number four, Ohio state. It's a 12 PM game on ABC. I think Chris Fowler and Kirk Kirk Street are going to be there. College game day is in Columbus this week. Ohio state's a 19 point favorite. That's just, that's bonkers to me. It's absolutely bonkers. This, this is going to be a, a tough matchup for the Buckeyes. And honestly, it might be a tougher matchup than Michigan next week, despite the fact that the committee thinks that Michigan's the better team. Sorry, I had to get one dig in there at the committee. Um, Ohio State, you know, a lot of people kind of feel like Ohio State's run defense has been fixed. They haven't played a good running team since... I think really since Oregon. So that's when they changed their defense up and Michigan state has a mobile quarterback. They have maybe the best running back in the country, or at least the most productive running back in the country and Kenneth Walker. They're a, 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 a two-dimensional offense because they have a really good passing game. And I, I don't know if Jay, if uh, Jalen Naylor is going to be back in this game. I, I feel like I haven't paid attention to whether he's out for the season or he's just out for a couple games. But even so, they have other guys. Jaden Reed has been really, really good for them at wide out, uh, at, at wide out, and they have other weapons as well. Uh, this is a, a tough matchup for their defense. And while Michigan State's defense is not very good, they do get pressure on the quarterback. They do slow the run game down a bit. So I, I'm just very nervous because I think a lot of people saw what Ohio state did last week against Purdue. And it's like, Oh, the offense is fixed. I, I think for one Ohio state, they, they were fantastic last week. That game is a bit misleading because Ohio state got a three and out. And then there was a short punt and then Ohio state scored Purdue scored. It was seven to seven. Then Ohio state marched down the field, scored again. Purdue started to march down the field and then it had a self-inflicted error. They get another touchdown. It's 21-7. Then they, they march down the field again. It's 28-7. And then Purdue fumbles a kickoff. And then it becomes 35-7. I mean, the game was effectively over at that point. And so a lot of people could say, oh, well, it's, you know, they're definitely, you know, they have everything fixed. And I'm like, I, I don't think so. I, I think Purdue had a couple of unforced errors and then they started to unravel. And I still have concerns about this offense and their efficiency, particularly in the red zone. And I have concerns. I have real concerns about their defense. So 
I will not be shocked at all if Michigan State wins. I think Peyton Thorne might be the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. He can sting you with his legs. He has a good arm. He's accurate. So I think this is a tough game for Ohio State. The, the one downfall for Michigan State, their pass defense is atrocious. They made uh, Cade McNamara look really good, threw for nearly 400 yards. Cade McNamara is not a great quarterback, uh, particularly down the field, and yet they had over 400 yards of passing with him and J.J. McCarthy. Uh, they've struggled in the past against other teams that you're like, why are you struggling against this quarterback? And so now you're going against maybe the best quarterback in the Big Ten and the best receiving core in the country. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this is going to be the Chris Olave game where he gets deep a couple times, maybe I think two or three times he gets deep. Um, I think he has over 150 yards in this game. Just because I, I think Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba the past couple of weeks have just done so much damage that now you have to shade your coverage over that, over them, that you just, you kind of just hope CJ Stroud misses on the deep ball. And I, I think Chris Olave does get loose a few times. I think Michigan State keeps it close. I think, I, again, I think the 19 point line is bonkers, but I, I like Ohio State to win this game, to get to 10 and one, to, to set up a top, top five matchup or top six matchup with Michigan next week. I've got Ohio State 48, Michigan 30, Michigan State 38. And that, those are my picks. Thanks for listening. Uh, no other segment today. We're just going to do the picks. But I appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys enjoy Saturday. Great weekend for college football. And we'll be back next week for some holiday editions of the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Again, this is Zach Guggenheim signing off. Thanks and God bless.